Welcome into the offices of Culture Shock slash Therapy. My name is Mary Jane Provost. I'm going to be your solo practitioner here today. I am joined by a wonderful guest, someone I should have known years ago, but we only recently became reacquainted thanks to the power of Twitter. And I'm so glad to have this person in my life and for all the listeners to hear what she has to share welcome to the culture shock offices destiny come on in hello hello thank you so much for inviting me i'm so excited is this um your first podcast appearance i asked you a different question in the other take we did but is this your first podcast appearance yes it is okay are you a podcast listener or fan uh not not really okay (laughs) well Hopefully this experience will make you, um, because I think you'll be very good at this, of course, but I also think you might find a lot of cool programs out there. Um, do you want to give a shout out? I know your bestie has a podcast on, on Spotify. Do you want to plug her real quick? Yes, y'all. Listen to Tari Kanamiri's podcast, Culture Shock. Or not Culture Shock, this is yours. Sorry. She steal, steal my name? <laughs> no love culture there's so many cultures yeah it's all about the culture (laughs) it's all about the culture um she talks about love and just like exploration of love and all of that beautiful beautiful stuff so shout out to her and shout out to her podcast you should definitely give it a listen that's right we love tari hopefully we will get her in the offices as well we'd love to talk with her but this episode is going to be all about you before we get started i want to ask you i heard you have stipulations with a certain pizza topping pineapples um this might be a sensitive subject for listeners out there but let's just get it right from the gate i can already see you're unhappy let's let's get into this pineapples do not belong on pizza i am (laughs) sorry this is not this is this is just universal i i like it it does not belong on pizza and if you eat it with pizza bless bless your heart that's all i've got to say when you say it does not belong, you feel like it's an unholy matrimony of two foods, like the fruit and the succulent Italian food. Yes. It's just, <laughs> why put that in your mouth? <laughs> yeah. So were you one of those people like um, back in the day when kids would make weird hybrid foods in the cafeteria, you would just like, no, get that shit away from me right now. Oh my gosh, get it away. I'm very, yeah. I'm like such a weird eater. I wouldn't say I'm picky, but I definitely was the kid who could not have her vegetables touching like the meat or like the starch or whatever. Like everything had to be separate Yeah. on my plate. Is, I it, would still, get is it still plates. that way? Um, Not as much. I okay. appreciated the foods mingling and you know, talking to each other now, but <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> back in the day it was so bad. I think they make paper, they might've had these for years and I just discovered them, but I think they have like paper plates that are, they have little neighborhoods for your veggies, for your starch, for your protein. So 
girl, you should you should get on that. You can you can if if the food needs to be separated, then let it be separated. You know what? I <laughs> have I have plates like that. You do? <laughs> so I do use that sometimes, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Are there any food combos that you actually love that are like, okay, this sounds gross, but y'all hear me out. Yeah, let me think. Um I feel like you've tweeted about like a combination that slaps and you're like it's underrated. Probably. Probably. Yeah. I just cannot think of any right now. Uh, french fries and mayo? Are you one of those people? Ew, no, gross. Yeah, I can't do that either. <laughs> no. I can't do french- it. French Oh, I'll tell you what doesn't slap. Mayo and ketchup together. I've seen that combo with like to dip french fries in and I I don't get it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't get it. <laughs> yeah, um not to get racial immediately, but like, have you had an experience of like white people loving mayonnaise? Like, have you noticed that, or is that a stereotype? Oh, I mean, <laughs> I feel like Southern people just like mayo. Yeah, oh. yeah. You're anti mayo. White people the the most, huh? You're anti mayo. You know, yes, yeah. absolutely. I yeah. kind of am too. I'll do light mayo. If that option's available, but other than it's like, I don't like this substance. It's, I don't like the texture. I don't like the way it looks. No mayonnaise. Yeah. And for people I, who eat white bread and had just just mayonnaise in between it, that's no, no. That's uh, yeah. We can both agree that's not right. It's just not <laughs> right. But yeah, I feel like, and maybe I literally don't know what I'm talking about, but I feel like so many Southern people love mayo. Yeah, black Southern people love mayo. White Southern mm-hmm. people love mayo. People just yeah. love mayo here. Yeah. <laughs> so. This is how you know we're destined for other places. Uh, we, we ain't going to stay down here forever because we can't handle the mayo. We it's too much. We can't handle the mayo. <laughs> um, we can't do it. Shit, I feel like we could do a whole food podcast together, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get into the subjects of our show. Subject, which is you. Uh, Destiny, do you want to talk about... Uh, let's talk about your name. Let's talk about... Have people given you um, shit over the years on how your name is spelled, or did they ask any questions which you'd be like, it's spelled because like that's the way um, it. But like, it, I, I'll take. I'll let you take it from here. Yeah, so I haven't really gotten too much of a hassle for like how my name is spelled. Although, <laughs> one thing that that has gotten me, of course people spelling my name wrong like the regular destiny um <laughs> even though it's like right there in front of them yep. <laughs> it's, it's like the e is in between the n and the y uh but yeah it's it's either that or people being like wow it's destiny golden your real name and i'm like yeah. very much so yeah. <laughs> it's very real it's like yeah bitch uh like i have a creative name i'm not like you know just a name plucked out of a bible on a birth certificate like (laughs) uh you are probably one of the are you the only have you ever like looked up if you're the only destiny golden yeah i have just because of course i would look that up uh i'm not the only destiny golden but there are not many destiny goldens that are spelled like like destiny like the way i spell my name you're you're uh you're one of a kind like slick yeah (laughs) (laughs) um where did you uh where did you grow up and where are yeah. you living right now? So I grew up in Chattanooga, Tennessee. Shout out to Chat Town. 
423 Chat Nasty. So many nicknames for Chattanooga. Uh, <laughs> and I'm living in Chattanooga right now. I was in Atlanta for like a year, but I came back because I was going through it. So I was like, I definitely needed to be around family. Um, but I'm here now. It's a Chattanooga is a weird place, but it's a it's a fun, weird place. It's like a lot of different things. Um, so well, we can talk about Atlanta a little later. I'm, I'm near the Atlanta area right now. And, uh, like literally, I think at this point I have more friends that live in Chattanooga than here in Atlanta. And I was like, should I do the reverse of what everyone's doing and move to Chattanooga? But then I'm like, as soon as I get to Chattanooga, I'm going to be thinking of where I can go next. I feel like it would. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's how it goes. <laughs> what is it about y'all's city to where a lot of people we um whenever we talk to ohio guests people who are ohio natives it's the same thing they're like yeah this is cute for like the time being but like this is not the end game what is it about chattanooga that is not in game for so many people yeah i think if you're a young professional it can be kind of hard to get your foot in the door in chat I mean, everyone knows each other. There's not many opportunities for growth, especially, I guess, just depending on whatever field you're in. It's just, it's super small. I mean, it's not a lot to do here if you're not into, like, the outdoors and just, like, family living. And again, like, chat's cool. It's awesome. But when you're looking to be stimulated um, and looking for so many different types of groups, different types of people, you kind of you want to go elsewhere. Um, but I think, like, also, right, everyone's going to say that about their hometowns. You know, like, mm-hmm. oh, it's just, it's cute, but yeah. I don't want to be here. I want to go somewhere else just because we're used to it. We're used to our environments. And when you're used to yeah. something, it's normal to, like, want something different. Because then somebody else will come in the chat and be like, whoa, this is crazy awesome. Like, I love this. And yeah. it's, you know. Um. Let's talk a little bit about your racial identity. I want to know, because um, like I'll hear from Chattanooga natives, um, a co-host of the show, actually, um, Mr. Lovely was telling me like, chat is kind of racist as shit, but I know there's like a lot of POCs in chat. So I'm wondering what the deal is with that. Like, is it segregated to a certain degree or are things starting to kind of meld in this post-Trump era? What do you, what are you noticing? So just from what I'm noticing, Chattanooga is pretty segregated. You've got predominantly white people living on Signal Mountain, which is one of the more affluent places in Chattanooga. I mean, like if you're a family living on Signal Mountain, your child does not have to go to private school because their public school is mm-hmm. doing just as well as the private schools in Chattanooga. Um, and then you get in the inner city and you see there's a big difference. And then you have really affluent people living on Lookout Mountain. Um, And yeah, it's just like little pockets in Chattanooga where white people obviously live. And then there are other pockets in Chattanooga where black people obviously live. And you can see the difference. Um, And as like anywhere, gentrification is huge here. People are getting pushed out of their homes. especially around downtown Chattanooga, uh, that like it looks completely different oh, no. from what it looked like five years ago. Like it's happening so fast and it's 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 a lot. Like I'm no expert, but you you just see this stuff 
when you're from here. You just mm-hmm. see how things are changing so fast. So yeah, I would say it's, you know, that was a really long answer, but I would say it's super, super segregated here. And yeah, there is some some bits and pieces where it's a melting pot. And I think a lot of like the younger folks are, you know, they've got that. But for the most part, it's yeah, definitely black and white. <laughs> so when you were in, uh, when you went to university, you said it was about five-ish years you noticed big changes. That must have been kind of a strange feeling of you going back and forth. And then there's like, oh, it's like suddenly this is different. And suddenly this Froyo place is gone. And I don't see them around anymore. So uh, did you, what, how did you feel about um, your city when you were um, – uh, sometimes we say the name of the school, sometimes we don't. But when you, when you were at college, um, how did you – how did you feel about your city? Did did you feel like homesick or like uh, this was bound to happen eventually? Yeah. Uh, I didn't really feel homesick just because I don't usually feel homesick when I'm, I'm away. So I was like, okay. yeah, this is, this is fine. This is normal. Um, but it is just kind of like eye opening, you know, having those types of changes happen so fast, but unfortunately with like cities that grow this fast it happens you know it's like it's it's horrible because there are parts when i go to chattanooga i'm like shit i could be in atlanta right now like not not like the majority but certainly i'm like okay y'all took some notes because this shit is like looking through a mirror like honestly I'm I'm really not into crowds and I don't know if I'm going to be working on that now or if that's just who I am but like sometimes I'm like chat's kind of nice like there's not too, like if I go at the right time of day it's mostly like old people and hipsters it's like I can kind of <laughs> breathe I can I can take it in where uh I'm sure you noticed Atlanta there's like not enough room for how many folks are trying to thrive right now (laughs) we need to expand these borders you know what i'm saying like Mm -hmm. um, atlanta for sure so what was some of the culture shock for you going to atlanta and uh did any of um let me ask you without sounding rude like did any of your going through it have to do with the city itself or was it completely inward for you yeah so first i'll say like atlanta definitely was a shock j- just because of how people interact with you. <laughs> wait, right? wait, like, wait, hold up. Wait, wait. How are we different? <laughs> no, it's, I feel like that's a very good thing that I'm saying. Like, I feel like the people that I met in Atlanta were very just open. Like people come up to you and just start talking. I love that. I mean, Shit. there's so many black businesses, so many black entrepreneurs, like innovative black folks. It's really just like, a hub for black people to to thrive and support each other and not to say that that is not happening in Chattanooga but you see it in Atlanta and that's super cool to me um and as far as like the going through it part so that definitely was like inward maybe there's some other factors that I'm just not like thinking of but I actually don't so I'll I'll tell you a story because it's not gonna make sense unless I share. Okay, a bit. we love stories here. <laughs> Let's hear it. So I was driving back to Chattanooga for Thanksgiving, and during my drive, I was like feeling really weird, like just really off, and I had a panic attack while I was driving. 
So I had to turn around. I was like, I can't, I can't drive like that. I had to turn around and go back home to like collect myself. I thought, you know, okay, it's not like I haven't had panic attacks in the past. Like I've had them before, not frequently, but I've had them. And I went back, I was like, you know, this too shall pass, you know, like, (laughs) it'll be fine. Um, But I kept having them. And it was becoming really like, it was becoming a burden on my life, really, I couldn't really drive anywhere or do anything. um, Or I like get panicky or start to have a panic attack. So, you know, instead of staying in Atlanta after my lease ended, I just came back home because I was like, I don't know how I can get through this by myself. Like I need my family. I need my community. Like I just need to go back home. Um, so yeah, that's kind of like why I left Atlanta. I absolutely love Atlanta and I will definitely like, I definitely want to be back in the city, but yeah. Did you have a favorite pocket of the city that you were like, okay, this is my place. When I come back, I'm going to hit up here, here, here. Oh yeah. I love little five points. It's so weird. I love it. It's just so, I love little five points. Um, I really like the area where the belt line is. I guess it's like Pond Sea Highlands or something like that. I don't really know. But I love those two areas so much. And when I get back to Atlanta, that, that'll be my first trip. I always feel broke when I go to Pond's. Like, I see these, like, corporate people. And, like, corporate people can have fun on the weekends. I'm not knocking anyone's hustle. But... The difference between five points, sorry, little five points and um, the belt line to me is like, I kind of feel like I'm with other broke people when I'm in little five points. And then the belt line, I feel like, like no matter how much money I have, I always like, there's something about like the architecture of like the apartments and everything. That's very, it's very like big city, whereas little five points is very like kind of homey. And you could like, do you see what I'm I'm saying? Like, nah, I see what you're saying. Yeah, um, but yeah, little five points. I almost like it's where I take anyone who I'm giving a tour here. But like, I honestly, like want to find new areas because like it's, I'm not getting tired of little five points. But I know like, okay, there's some other shit in the city. Oh yeah, and like I'm trying to go to some of these places from Donald Glover's show because. <laughs> The sh- the shit that he films, I've never heard of these neighborhoods, and I've been here my whole life. Um, I was kind of sub- like a trip. Wait, what was that? I said that sounds like a trip. You need to take this. Yeah, yeah, for real. I'm like, um, didn't you uh, tweet about Atlanta recently? Uh, you went on like an adventure, kind of. Did I? Yeah, I feel like you compared yourself to a character on that show. You know what? <laughs> probably uh, yeah ain't no telling what i tweet <laughs> probably you tweet um as much as you you want to which i love a lot of people are tweeting for other people and it seems like you tweet for yourself that's what i love oh, how yeah. you use the platform it's it's literally whatever's going on in this noggin it's just going to come out on the board yeah. <laughs> that's that's what's happening on twitter for me yeah. did you ever were you ever part of the myspace live journal era or any of that the MySpace Live Journal, mm-hmm. like is, that what, era what? of pre not not pre Facebook, but back in the day when social media was all about kind of like journaling and like self expression. Did you ever fuck with that, or did you kind of just? 
is Twitter one of the first places you found like avenues for that? Yeah. No, I actually didn't do any of that on MySpace. I yeah. I just like had a page and had my music going. Okay. <laughs> I had no idea yeah. it was like a platform for that. Uh, how cool would it be if MySpace made a comeback? Like Honestly, honestly, I wouldn't be surprised. I feel like people are kind of connecting to more authentic things or trying to be more authentic and not right. putting up this like facade. So I wouldn't be surprised if like that live journaling kind of came back, right? Like that would and, be super cool. And for music lovers like us, like there's I don't get any of that on Facebook. Like I'll be like going to someone's likes and like since the platform's dead for people our age, it's like all the bands they liked are from like two thousand seven. So I don't know what kind of music you like versus a MySpace where I'm like, okay, based on these person's favorite music, I get a vibe for who they are, what kind of things they like. Yeah. Um Spotify used to be better actually at social media. Spotify, y'all need to up your game because do better. I think we both agree music is maybe the best way to connect with strangers instantly. Oh, oh it is one of the best ways to connect with strangers. It's yeah. one of the best ways to connect with yourself. Like music, this is gonna sound crazy, but like music is underrated. Like for what it can do for you. Mm-hmm. You know what I right. mean? And and other people i think we use it as like entertainment but it's it's so much more to it than that like it is so much more to it than that when you hear people talk about their favorite musicians saving their lives like tap into that that's cool that's amazing i want to ask you about j cole a little bit later in the show but um yeah music is underrated i might actually that would be a great (laughs) title for this episode because like it is strange how so many people view music as just like, okay, I'm driving, let's turn some shit on. And like, I'm such a music lover, I don't understand people who like, they use like automated playlists and shit. They're like, it's like, oh, did you make this station? No, I just press the button and Spotify. Like, And like, there's nothing wrong with that, obviously. But like, for people like us who have such a passion for it, we're all about like curating playlists and... Yeah discovering new music and um yeah like i could seriously have a full-time job just using these Bandcamp and spotify i love uh do you also love the feeling of finding a new artist like oh someone i haven't heard doing something amazing let's get into this yes that is like probably one of the best feelings you can possibly have like instantly connecting to a new artist and their sound and their vibe it's just it feels good it's like euphoria (laughs) absolutely yeah um where's your like premiere spot for finding because you'll be telling me about hip-hop artists um and i i do honestly prefer that phrase over rappers i feel like um when i hear that i think of the way a lot of boomers have used that to almost slander a very intricate art form so I'll say a lot of the hip hop artists you show me are underground. They're like maybe web exclusive. So like, what is your secret? Where do you find these amazing musicians? Yeah. So sometimes on SoundCloud, believe it or not, like I kind of just start playing an artist and then a bunch of them start coming on down the line. Word of mouth is also really big for me. So when I was in Atlanta, um, P. 
people would just tell me their favorite local artists and I was like oh cool and then I checked them out and got it's like a like a whole new sound for me because you 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 hear it's how do I phrase this like you can tell that they're from that area based on their music and then you listen to like local artists in chat and you're like yeah they sound like they're from Chattanooga so it's really cool hearing that but yeah, yeah definitely like SoundCloud word of mouth Spotify too you just have to dig really deep um on Spotify to find stuff YouTube's a good good place to find music too like really really good place probably better than Spotify yeah um you know I totally agree with I need to next time you uh you come back we need to go out together because I need to have these adventures I don't think I've ever had I've had um people give me really shitty mixtapes uh like a lot of Uber drivers being like, hey, check this shit out. Sometimes it's good, but like I find more often than not, people I don't I don't want to box people into a corner. But I do notice the difference between those word of mouth people and those people throwing hard copy CD. Like you can tell when someone's doing it for the clout, and that's very unappealing to me. You can yeah. tell when someone's putting out a mixtape not because they had an idea or a passion, but because, oh, one way to get famous is dropping a mixtape. So this is my avenue to getting famous rather than coming from a place of passion. So um, is there like any, like, are there any like red flags when someone's like telling you about s- someone or something or recommending which like, I can just tell by the way you're talking about this. Like mm, this sounds yeah. like, a, this sounds like a clout chasing rapper. Uh, I think I'm okay. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, if they're not able to kind of dig deep into like the artist's, I don't know. I. Mm, yeah. I don't know how to explain it. Just like if they aren't able to really explain to me what they're doing in their music, like what's making them stand out. I mean, you don't have to be some lyricist to stand out. I am going to like shoot that down because I think that's kind of like a toxic way to look at music, especially if we view it about expression, but you have to have something about you. That's, that's just, that's you. That's like truly you and not some carbon copy of somebody else. It's okay to be inspired, but like, is it you? So if they're general, like just making general statements, like, Oh, they're good. Like you should check them out. Like they did this with like this mainstream person. What? Like, I want you to dig deeper. Like give me Mm. something more. (laughs) I don't know if that made sense, but yeah. Would you mind, uh, you tweeted about this. Uh, why don't you on air describe what your dream date is? Because I thought that was so beautiful. I responded to you. Uh, My dream you date? Yeah, it had to do with like picnic yeah. plus analyzing. So, yeah, I remember that tweet. I said my dream date was being on a picnic and listening to End of the Earth by Mobby. <laughs> Yeah, because that was a great EP and it was so complex and I still don't understand some of it. And I just want to understand it and analyze it and just talk about it. That's that's my perfect date. So all you boys listening, you need to get your genius profiles up, get your <laughs> analyzing skills up. Um, Listen to Mavi. Because if it you're does, not, like, what are you doing? We don't have to get into love and dating, but I just want to say, it sounds like these boys been trash for you right now. Uh, I just don't even try anymore. It, you tweeted, um, oh, I don't shit. try you, anymore. You tweeted something this morning that was like, oh, yeah, it was about um, 
a lot of these males on these social media platforms, they automatically feel entitled to your time. And it's like, wait, what? So why don't you talk a little bit about this? (laughs) Oh my goodness. Yes. I'm so glad you brought this up. So someone randomly messaged me on Instagram and they're like, oh, hi, like, where are you from? Blah, blah, blah. Just being friendly. That's great. That's good. I love making new friends. Like I love talking to people. And then I didn't reply back for like two hours. And they're just like, you're not going to give me a chance. I'm like, my guy, I don't even know you. What do you mean? I'm not going to give you a chance. Like I literally don't know you and I'm not going to reply immediately just because someone sent me a message. Like I do that on my own time. Like I was busy. Okay. So that's what I mean. I'm like, I feel like some men and maybe some women, but like in my case, some men just feel like they're entitled to your time. And it's just like, no, like, I don't know you calm down. Okay. (laughs) Eat a CBD gummy and calm down because it's not that serious. And I don't like that. And I've heard from like my girlfriends that they've encountered stuff like that as well. Just people just, I don't know, bullying them into, into like keeping up with them or like at their level when they're just like, I'm trying to do me. Like y'all need to back down. Did this um uh Casanova, did he um have mutuals with you? Like, hey, you know, Jessica, that's tight. Or was it literally just some random motherfucker up there just like <laughs> oh, like, 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 like DM? I'm pretty sure we maybe have like two mutuals, but still okay. that's not enough to be like, oh, by the way, how do you you know, how do you know this person? That's social. Did now did they start out with some like decorum or did you kinda know like based off those early messages, like, okay, this is a basic ass I just knew. You know, yeah. you just get those feelings. Yeah. You're like, I just know because so many people will approach you like that. <laughs> you know, they have right. like this I'm not, you know nothing towards this particular person but in general i feel like some people have this like ego they're like oh i'm i'm this i'm doing that and they bring that into the the arena right right <laughs> and you're like no no i don't go like that <laughs> it's yeah. like first off that's rude as fuck to do on a dating app but you came to my profile like what a violation to and i would just say psychopathic 2 hours <laughs> Two hours. I'm pretty sure I was Bitch. literally doing some errands and I wasn't yeah. checking my phone. <laughs> yeah. And they're just like, you're just gonna like what? You're not gonna give me a chance? Like, pick out all the things that are wrong with that statement, please. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh I wanna touch on you say you're not even trying anymore. Does that mean like you don't want to extend yourself based off like the chance that this conversation will be interesting? Uh can you expand on that? I think for me, what I mean by that is I don't even want to try to date. (laughs) I just don't want to try to date. Like, I'm interested in getting to know people as friends first. Because I think before anything, that has to be solid. So, yeah. Um, Did you ever try uh, serious dating when you were in college? No. Or you said, fuck that. Real no, quick. no <laughs> way. <laughs> you said hell no. On on our campus? <laughs> right. No. <laughs> right. That's a no from me. All <laughs> no. all two POC males in my grade. Um <laughs> Yeah, but um no, I'm I'm 
I can totally see that sentiment. And like, uh, I like how you use these dating apps more for just like, like you're kind of just like inquisitive. You don't actually like, you're not actually hoping necessarily like something amazing happens, but you say like occasionally there's interesting conversations and like, of course the observations, what are some of the, what are the trends in bios lately? Cause I, I stopped fucking with these apps a while ago. Are there yeah. any trends in the, if you have any of these apps still on your phone to where you're like, okay, you mentioned this, this, nope, fuck that. I'm too many of y'all. I'm so, you know, I downloaded hinge. And so like the bios are a little bit different. They have, what is hinge? It's just like the app that's meant to be deleted. Cause you're gonna find your love and stuff on there. Oh, yeah, and and I I get it. Like I understand how you would find someone on Hinge because it's a bit more intentional than like Tinder or Bumble. So I get it. Like that makes sense to me. Um, part of the bios are like prompts, and um, you can match with someone based off of what they said in one of their prompts. So it's like it's not just about your looks which is great because not everything can be about looks right Mm -hmm. when you're establishing or when you want like a relationship um there has to be a bit more depth so it's cool it's great it's just it's still a dating app (laughs) you know what i mean it's it's still a dating app i thought hinge was more on the casual end but this is like in the upper echelon of like closer to like your match.coms instead of like I guess at the bottom we have Tinder. Yeah, it's like uh, it's like a, it's a great value match dot com. Okay. We like That's that. That's the best way to explain it. Yeah. <laughs> um and then what the fuck is up with Bumble? I wanna know. When uh when I was living as a man, I downloaded Bumble a couple of times. But from your perspective, I wanna know, is it actually better? Because I'm hearing so many stories from my girlfriends about these trash trash bios <laughs> and i'm like y'all were supposed to be better than tinder what the fuck is going on right now you know what? i don't even know if i can speak on bumble to be <laughs> <laughs> i i every time i get that one i just delete it i can't do oh, it is that bad yeah i just well you have controls so like when you match with someone you have to message them first Mm-hmm. And that was just like a lot of work. Right, right. <laughs> so I was just like, I'll just try something else. Yeah. Okay. Because in like you see it on paper and you're like, okay, I kind of see the benefit of this. But then yeah, like when it actually yeah. comes down to it, it's like, uh, fuck this. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. But I, yeah. I feel like some of the people, some of my friends are like, yeah, you know, I like Bumble. It's cool. They've met some cool people in there. Yeah. But just for me, I don't know. I always went to like Tinder or Hinge, but really I'm probably going to end up deleting all of them just because. Girl, you should do it. Fuck those apps. Got to meet them the old fashioned way. Right. Yeah. Though. Um. Gemini's don't do good on these apps. I'm watching oh. Gemini's gonna message me like I got I found my the love of my life on Tinder. It's like, okay, well that's you. Uh <laughs> but for the rest of us, uh we're too chaotic for this swiping shit. I oh, yeah. like there needs to be more nuance rather than swipe left or swipe. You know what? Right. Here's an idea. What they need to do is link Zoom to that. And you guys just like have like a Zoom date, like like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, make it quick. Make it quick. Be like, all right, yeah. let's chop it up. What's going on? 
Yeah. Yo, I think you just had a business idea right now. Like, it's like a speed dating. You use the video. The only problem is I can totally see people abusing that to show their naked bodies. Like, that would be the first thing. Because already I see guys in their bio talking about their size. Like, they mentioned that before. Interests. Like, I'm packing. Um, Okay, well... Yeah, you're right. It'll yeah. become another Omegle. Yeah, yeah. I, w- I didn't want to say the <laughs> Essentially. name. Yeah, saying Omegle is like saying Pennywise or some shit. It, it's like, um, but um, okay. So you honestly feel like I don't, I don't, despite all the pressure, you might uh, have like friends that are getting engaged, having kids, but you're like, I'm not interested in this. I want to meet new people. I want to make friends and I want to enjoy myself. Do you want to talk a little bit more about that? Yeah, I think that's definitely where I'm at right now. I don't know. I just, I'm young. I'm just getting into my career. I'm still like learning more about myself. And I don't want to go half into something when I know I'm not going to put my all into it. Like I want to make sure I'm being really aware because, you know, you can still enjoy love and people without being in a relationship. You don't have to be romantic with someone to have community or to have folks that love you. And I'm like definitely at peace with that. And you know, if I happen to be in a relationship on down the line, that's fine. If I happen to meet someone tomorrow, like I'm not gonna, you know, turn it away if I feel something or feel a connection or whatever, Mm. but it's, I'm not searching for it. And that to me has made me feel better <laughs> about me and just like yeah. who I am because I mean, why search for it? It'll come when it comes and right. you have like, we should be amplifying and really um, just not taking for granted our friends that love us, our families that love us, not ignoring that just because we want this. And I, and I want to make sure I, you know, I've got that. So yeah, I'm like totally okay with like chilling by myself. I have really awesome people in my life. Right. You know, I have great friends. If it comes, it comes. If it doesn't, that's also okay. Right. I love that. Let's focus on yourself. Let's let's have fun with life, please. Yeah. Let's not worry about this shit. Could you realistically see yourself like engaged? You're about to have a wedding in four months, or is that just like, oh, oh, hell no. <laughs> Uh, probably not unless yeah. I'm at the love of my life. But like, also, right. I feel like I'd want to wait a little bit longer. Yeah. But also, I feel like I'm kind of not traditional. Like, if I were to get engaged really fast, I would be okay with being engaged for a long time. Like, I don't really care about the titles. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? Like, I don't care yeah. about the titles. There's a big um, pressure of not to be that person that's engaged for years. There's that there- pressure to... To where nowadays I'm seeing people like, yeah, the it's like some Lord Farquaad shit. They're like, yeah, the wedding's tomorrow. It's like, oh, what the fuck? You just met this person. Yeah, God yeah. And, and it's like, you know what? Do what you want to do with your life. That's you. Yeah. But I think sometimes there is a pressure that we have to link and be with our mate as soon as possible. You know, we're young, but we're still getting older. But it's like, mm-hmm. you know, also half of marriage is end up in divorce so it's like why should we rush you know when you're really looking to commit like that like marriage 
bro. You have to think about it. It's it's more than love. Yeah. My mom told me something um, that I that I keep dear to my heart that her grandmother used to tell her, and she goes, you know, don't be with someone or marry somebody that you're madly in love with. Like them. Take your time to love them. Like them first. Right. She's like, because when you love someone that passionately all that lust and passion is going to fade away Mm -hmm. and it's like what do you have left yeah so she's like like someone first like them a lot a lot and then let yourself grow like let the love grow because it will um and i just i think about that (laughs) a lot yeah it's beautiful advice i love that my i got some really wise women (laughs) in my family (laughs) shit i go back to chattanooga too that sounds amazing Um, let's get a little bit into social media. We mentioned Twitter a bunch on this episode, and that's basically how I got in touch with you to begin with. So, um, let's not focus on the ugliness of social media. What are some of the ways you use it for positivity and enrichment? Yeah. So social media for me is a great way to connect with like really fun people and you know, you know that you're never probably ever going to meet them, but that's okay because it's social media. It's just a great way to find community online um, for people who maybe don't have com- like a big community in real life. And I think that's totally okay. That's super okay. There's still people behind the screen. You know, we're always like, get off of it. It's toxic, blah, blah, blah. I get that, whatever. But there's still people behind mm-hmm. those screens who have feelings just like you have feelings and can help you through things just like anybody else in their, in their, you know, physical, you know, the real life or that it's still real life, but the people who are around them can help them too. So I don't know. I just, it's a good place to connect. I've met some really, really awesome people on social media who have made, like they make my day, they make me smile. And I love that. Like, (laughs) I love that. That's uh, I love that positivity. Um, we can really use this shit for good, y'all. To ha- we have this technology at our disposal. Please let's not it, let's not use it for evil. Please. Um, yeah. I'll, can you talk a little bit about the Doge community and the positivity you found there? Because I remember you were you were straight to the moon like two months ago. You were like, we need our own social media platform. Like this this is a very wholesome community. Doge is such a wholesome community especially given it's like cryptocurrency right it's so weird it's just like the dog brings us all together that's really what it is but (laughs) yeah it's just just seeing everyone like they're able to be part of something that's bigger than themselves and just like normal folk getting money Mm -hmm. like that is empowering to me because so much of cryptocurrency and investment has always been so elusive and hidden to just like normal people who are having normal lives. And it's just awesome to see us take that back and reclaim that space that's always been for rich white men. And it's just, I love it. It's beautiful. It's such a beautiful, beautiful community. Everyone's funny. There's this one person that I keep up with and all they do is tweet about Doge <laughs> and like Elon Musk. They're just so funny and enriching. And like, I learned a lot from that page. But yeah, I was to the moon. But you know what? We're going to the moon next year, hopefully. Is that the... Sorry, go ahead. No, that's the game plan right now. Y'all building that rocket ship. Uh, Yeah, we're building. Yeah. Little by little. (laughs) 
I like that. I like I'm the holding. positivity. I'm holding. There. I'm not yeah. letting go. I'm holding. Everyone, are you, are you actually this, holding hold. though? I'm like, actually holding. Okay, there you go. Yeah, I'm not yeah. giving. Like that's the thing. Like it's become such a great community to be a part of. It's not even like it's about the money because you're making money, but it's not even about the money. It's just like the community that really is holding it together. It's so fun. That's why I feel when uh, Prince Elon said that it's a it's a hustle <laughs> on SNL. I feel like that was like a loyalty test, like because obviously he knows it's it's more than that. Like oh, otherwise is. he wouldn't be supporting this shit. He knows it's about positivity and inclusivity. It is, yeah. It's about yeah. the people. It's for the people, right? You know, and that's that's beautiful. That is so beautiful. So we're we're gonna go to the moon. We have you know, been to the moon, you know, we just have to come yeah. down a little bit. We'll get back there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> How do you feel about, uh, I think it's Shibcoin, the like very put together competitor. Do you feel like, okay, these people, they have their right to their own community too. Or do you feel like this is like some petty bullshit in the crypto world? You know what? I don't even know. I haven't even looked at Shibcoin to be honest. <laughs> I haven't. I've seen it, but I was like, I'm not gonna waste my time. I'm over here with Doge, so yeah, <laughs> we're good. There you go, out of sight, out of mind. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, before we close out, I do want to ask you, or not ask you. I want, you, I'd love for you to tell the audience about Jake Cole, who is so much more than just an artist to you. I want you to tell this story because I, it really warmed my heart when you told it to me over Twitter. So, um. I think the audience will get a lot out of uh, your story here. Yeah. So J. Cole is probably one of my favorite hip hop artists of all time. I love him so much and I've loved him for a really long time. And I was having a really hard time. um, I think it was like, yeah, my senior year of college, I just was indulging in some things I should not have been indulging in so often. And I can't, I became like really dependent on it. And part of why I say like music is so much more to me than just entertainment is because of like what KOD, which was this album that dropped in 2018, um, KOD kill our demons, what that did for me, the messages, uh, that that gave for me and I know that <laughs> album did not hit home for a lot of people and it's very different from his previous albums and what he's dropped but just like him almost serving as like a preacher or kind of like just telling the truth it it really hit home for me it really provided me with lessons that I needed to hear that I wasn't hearing elsewhere like I wouldn't have made the transition to to become like more stable or like to give up my dependencies without that album. And I think that when we, or when I specifically have used his music as a tool for like learning and lessons and kind of self-evaluation and reflection and awareness, like, I don't know, you're, I was able to, to change and I was able to kind of like take a step back and look at myself from a different lens that I didn't have before because I felt like I had a teacher kind of in my ear telling me, like, girl, <laughs> what are you doing, you know? I like felt so strongly about that album that I 
wanted to get it tattooed on me. And I don't have any tattoos, but I was like so sure that I would get KOD tattooed on me. I didn't. (laughs) But again, I've never really felt like I wanted a tattoo or needed one. So that was huge for me. But yeah, he is just a beautiful, like aside from KOD and just like the greatness that that album has provided for my life. Like J. Cole is such an amazing storyteller, like beautiful, one of the best. They're great hip hop artists that are amazing storytellers, but J. Cole's a really, really just uh, amazing one. So yeah, he's very, very much close to my heart and he just goes after what he wants and he's just, ah, I just love J. Cole. Yeah, the the closing track on uh, Forest Hill Drives is just pure serotonin into my veins. Just the utter joy is uh, it's palpable. I, I I love that, and I I'm also a fan of not just his music, but what he stands for. Um, I honestly thought I I would have rather have seen him than um, uh, the the weekend at the Super Bowl. Uh-huh. Uh, the whole time I was just like, what would this be if J. Cole had creative control? But um, not knocking the weekend, but in case J. Cole is listening, what would you say to him if he was right here? Like, how would you express your thanks? Uh, that's a good question. That's a hard question. Because <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I jump from one thing to another. Okay, let me try my best to streamline this. Uh. I think I would just say thank you for like truly being your authentic self. I always have an appreciation for people who are just, who are just them. They don't put on a facade. They don't do anything and they do it with, with honor and they do it with, um, with confidence. So thank you for being your authentic self because I feel like I wouldn't have been able to experience his music and his messages if he, if he wasn't, he's an amazing story. Thank you for sharing it. Like, He shared a story that has helped me and I'm sure has helped so many other people. So just thank you. Thank you, King Aquarius. (laughs) (laughs) From a Gemini to Aquarius. I love it. I think those two are incompatible as fuck, right? Or am I wrong? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, you're right. You're so right. (laughs) I feel, I I don't want to say I feel bad for Aquariuses, but I feel like it seemed like everyone incompatible with Aquarius. Like They're just... (laughs) They like up here sometimes. Yeah. Like their headspace, they're like all the way up here. Yeah. So I put Aquariuses and Sagittariuses in that that level of existence. Like y'all, y'all on some other shit. <laughs> Sagittariuses are truly chaotic. Like people yeah. think Gemini's are chaotic. Yeah. No, no, Sagittariuses. There are. I'm pretty sure that's our sister sign. They are mm-hmm. chaotic AF. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we're gonna have to have you back in the offices to talk about astrology, but um, I want to use the remainder time for you to completely plug all that you're working on. You have an amazing project website. So why don't you tell the um, audience what you're passionate about right now and where they can find your, your work? Yeah. So y'all right now, I just launched my website. It's called no bullshit media. And it's just like a creative outlet for self expression. Um, art, writing, literally anything, to be honest. Um, And it's just where I house all of my writings and the visuals that I create. And eventually I want to 
have some more creative folks on their housing, their um, work. So it's been a blast kind of thinking through this, thinking of it, um, working myself up to actually like launching it because I wasn't going to, uh, but it, it's been so, so fun. So honestly, if you want to check it out, see what's on there, look around, um, it's nobullshitmedia.com. It is, yeah, it's there. It's beautiful. Contact me, hit me up, do it all. Are we going to get some merch? You have so much amazing art. I would love for some, I'll get a tote that says no bullshit (laughs) media on it. (laughs) Oh, that's such a good idea. Now I'm going to make totes. You have to. Um, yeah, I, I was actually thinking about merch today because, uh, I feel like why, if I'm having these kind of visuals that are fingerprints, like they're unique to each post, why not have like merchandise like that? So that's coming soon for sure. Probably in the next couple of months. There we go. So y'all we'll look some, out like, for merch. Yeah. Mugs okay. that are that have like visuals on them and yeah. shirts and totes. It'll be so fun. Hit me up when you need like one of those like generic models that does that <laughs> shit for people where it's like they wear the t-shirts and everything, but you know they just like hired off the street. I love those. I love those. That energy is great. It really is. <laughs> yeah. They really be out here though. It's kind of inspiring. Like you know, they're not like a Gap model, but they still doing that shit. They're still doing it, and they're smiling too, and they're having yeah. fun. That's all that matters. Have fun. That's right. Is there anything you want to leave the listeners with? A little bit of wisdom or positivity before they finish this podcast? Yeah. So I would say, y'all, one thing that I try to remind myself every day is to understand and know your uniqueness and your inner power. Don't think you have to get that elsewhere. That all lies within you. You know, you are beautiful. You are unique. You have experiences and talents that some other people don't have, and you should take advantage of that. And, you know, don't don't ever downplay your power. I guess that's what I'm trying to say. Like, really, really play yourself up and, like, know that you are the shit and more so yeah that's like what i want to leave y'all with see girl you're gonna take my place here you you, <laughs> you need to you need to host this show i can't no get this kind of positivity good. you're so good <laughs> you've been an amazing host oh thank but- you you better come back because we i feel like we barely scratched the surface Honestly. Oh, this is so much fun. This is yeah. I'm coming back for sure. Oh, please, please. You just gotta send me the invite. Boom. We I'm gonna make there. it happen. Yeah. I'm in there like swimwear. And we gotta <laughs> we gotta cause <laughs> chaos in Chattanooga when I come exactly. up there as well. Safe well, chaos. Yeah. Safe chaos. Like what's safe chaos? Like <laughs> having a nice swim in the Tennessee River. Okay. Do you actually do that? No. Well, yeah. <laughs> You like I ain't getting in that goddamn water. That. I don't know what's in there. Nah, nah, nah. But it's beautiful, yeah. and yeah. I love to sit by the rocks at Coolidge and just mm-hmm. look into the water. Yeah, it's my favorite pastime activity. Are you like a person <laughs> who likes to kick it by the pool or beach, or are you are you like more of a forest hiking person? I'm definitely more of a beach person. Okay. I like hiking; it's fun, but I think. Laying on the beach and just lollygagging, mm-hmm. that's like the best. Yeah. 
Well, it's the season. What can I say? True. It's time to do it. <laughs> time to lay out and get sunburned. I remember one time <laughs> I came back from vacation and my friend was like, you look like a burnt fried chicken. Because I laid out in the sun. Because I laid out in the sun and yeah. I didn't put sunscreen on. It was, it, was, it was truly a lot. Was this a white friend that said this? No. Okay. I, I was about to say. <laughs> they were black. I was about to say, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Okay. That changes things. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. They were definitely black. Okay. <laughs> That makes it a lot better, I think. <laughs> yeah, oh, for sure. It was jokes. Yeah. But, yeah. Okay, everybody. This has been another entry in Culture Shock slash Therapy. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you, Destiny. And we'll see you guys next time. Have a great Thank night. You. Pushing it up 10. You tell me to do five. I'm pushing a buck 10. I might just cut off the brakes and aim for the sidelines. Put you nothing ass niggas are screaming out, fuck him, fuck them. When I'm rising to the top, tell me right now. It's more hard to the top.